1: Hello, and welcome to Great Takes Less Filling by the Daily
0: Gopher. I'm Chris, go you Fur. With me this week is U Street. Well, in particular, Bucko U Street Irving, who I would give as the major next of the week. But we had a lot of fun stuff going down on the ground. Uh, so maybe also U Street Lake Captain, uh, which I would uh, like as well. Or...
1: U Street finally pulled the ball and ran with it, Tanner Morgan.
0: Yeah, and not Tanner Morgan. Finally, finally kept on a read option, Tanner Morgan, to be specific. Uh,
1: Well, yeah, that was a uh, grind them into dust kind of game uh, for the Gophers. I mean, which was, I think, to be fair, about what we expected, Uh, but was certainly nice to see the Gophers execute again. Um, an, another game where this is what was supposed to happen, and it's exactly what happened.
0: Yeah, the Gophers had the ball for 40 minutes of this game, and they made sure to take every second of that on every play call. Also, almost doubled up Northwestern in terms of total yards, 442 to 241, tied on turnovers. Give uh, Northwestern credit. That was a heck of a play to... Oh, that that was an insane interception. Uh, But not as impressive, because it did not go for a touchdown, as my defensive necton of the week, which is Justin Wally for getting the score, but arguably any of the linebackers. Uh, And on the scoop and score touchdown for Minnesota from Northwestern, knocking the ball out, a fumble, about an inch and a half was the margin of error there between Northwestern having a knee or a shin on the ground and that ball being out. Uh, So it was a really cool play in retrospect, puts the Gophers up uh, kind of 10 nothing early on, and they never actually, for the rest of the game, had less than a two-possession lead, which is, which is a good thing, as Martha Stewart would say.
1: So uh, if you had to nitpick this game, where would you go with any
0: criticisms? I think it's pretty clear that the passing game still left something to be desired. I mean, some of that is you run the ball for 308 yards. Can you... And win 41-14, to 14, can you complain that much? And the answer on some level is no, but also Northwestern is bad. So you should, in some sense, expect to run the ball on them. I think that the uh, passing game, having an interception, it was not a good interception either. It wasn't a, like, oh, I mean, it was a heck of a play by Northwestern to get the interception, but it was not a good throw to start with, and a better throw, and that's a passing touchdown for Tanner Morgan instead of an interception. So I think there's a little bit of a nitpick on that front. I thought that the defensive tackling on Evan Hall sometimes left things to be desired. I mean, the defense only gave up 14 points, so and seven of that, to be clear, was in garbage time, so really they gave up seven points. But Evan Hall ends up rushing for over 100 yards, and I think a lot of the reason he rushed for over 100 yards is the Gophers were getting to him either in the backfield or maybe in the hole or at most, you know, one or two yards through and just not completing that tackle. And that's something that's been happening throughout the season. So it's not a, oh, this was just a one-off. I think that's been consistent of the Gophers' single tackling has left something to be desired. And that is something that absolutely needs to be cleaned up going into the final stretch of the season if the Gophers want to be anywhere. Is there something that stood out to you as your favorite part of the game? I think Derek LeCaptain scoring a touchdown has to be my favorite part. Sure, it was in garbage time, but it was a great run. Uh, LeCaptain, who I believe is what, backup linebacker? Isn't that what he has to say?
1: Yeah. Basically, the only time I'd seen him on the field prior to this was uh, special teams,
0: really. So. So he had a, a really solid run. I think, too, while it's the case that my next of the week on offense is, is Bucko Irving, uh, I think it's really hard to not also give it to Kai Thomas, for that matter not also give it to Tanner Morgan on the ground and not also give it to the offensive line. When you rush for 308 yards, a lot of people deserve credit for that running as a, running as a team sport. So I think that's, that was sort of really stood out and really impressive that they were able to move the ball. And importantly, because Northwestern is bad, that they move the ball against a bad defense in the way that you expected them to move the ball against a bad defense. Now, it should come as no surprise for anyone who's listening to this podcast that I'm not a wild enthusiast of the Mike Sanford experience. And I think the combination of the Mike Sanford experience and the uh, PJ Fleck extravaganza in terms of risk-averse offense is incredibly boring at times and I would just prefer things to be more interesting. This is almost perfectly a P.J. Fleck and Mike Sanford game. Just trestle ball to the absolute extreme. If they hadn't had the turnover, it would probably have been near perfect as far as they were concerned. As long as you do that to bad teams, that's okay.
1: The Sky U Podcast is proud to be sponsored by Homefield Apparel, the good brand. You've heard us talk before about how excited we were to get them as a sponsor. And we continue to be excited because as fall approaches, they have restocked their crew neck and hoodie sweatshirts. There's a Sweet Script uh, Minnesota sweatshirt out there right now, waiting for you to pick one up. If you have not already shopped for the first time at Homefield Apparel, make sure to go to homefieldapparel.com and use code DAILYGOPHER at checkout for 15% off your order. It's not just uh, Minnesota gear. There are sweet stickers from all sorts of historic logos across NCAA. Uh, I have a Tulane Green Wave sticker that I've had my eye on that i got to go pick up. Uh, Whatever it is, make sure to get over to homefieldapparel.com, find it for yourself, feel good in it, look good in it, and enjoy every moment with your new gear. That's homefieldapparel.com, code DAILYGOPHER. Well, I think you know, the the one thing that you could probably also nitpick on was some of the, the play calling in the red zone. That's a, I think been a common complaint amongst the fan base during and since the game. We've talked frankly almost ad nauseum at this point about our dislikes and likes when it comes to the 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 Colcat offense. Uh, but I don't think running him at third and seven is generally something that I would thumbs up as a great call. Maybe there was a, a pass read there um, that he just looked at and said, nah, that's not happening. I mean, I suppose that's possible. Um, but uh, yeah, no, I, I, I could have done with at least one of those field goals uh, being... More, should've I don't been know. A I'm not saying that,
0: nah, it yeah, it should
1: have been a touchdown, but but like not even just let's not just assume seven points go on the board. Let's at least run something that feels like it's going to put you in a position to score that touchdown. You know whether or not it actually happens.
0: Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think as I said, I am. It is not a surprise that I've not been a wild fan of the Mike Sanford experience, and but also I think the PJ Fleck extravaganza, because certainly a lot of that's emanating from the head coach. And for someone who has, in PJ Fleck, occasionally, shall we say, baffling, risk-seeking clock management perspective, I think it is, it is strange, some of the calls that happen in the red zone, almost as if they're trying to be too clever by half. I also think that if you're in a situation where it is third and seven, and you might want to pass the ball, you should probably have the guy in the game who you trust to pass the ball all the rest of the time. But that is just me.
1: You know, it's, that would seemingly make sense just as a general rule, put your passing quarterback in for a passing situation.
0: He also can run it, you know, pull pulled the ball, pulled the ball and ran it a few times actually with the 18 yard scampering. It shows he has Tannerborg and has some legs. I thought that in terms of the sort of dreaded game manager game manager standpoint, That Tanner Morgan did a very good job in this game. So they didn't go full Ken State protocol. They passed it occasionally. And as strange as this sounds, when this team right now is working really well, it looks like the old Barry Alvarez teams. I mean, yes, they have the RPO tags. Yes, the sort of specific play calls are a little bit different. But, man, if they were running out of the eye and had some very ugly uniforms on, I think it would be hard to tell where this team was coming from. A consequence of that, at least from the quarterback perspective, is your quarterback does not have to win you games. Your quarterback just has to A, not lose you games, and B occasionally when needed to work the play action game in order to keep a defense honest, keep the safeties back so you can continue to run the ball at nauseum. And I thought Tanner Morgan generally did a pretty good job of that on Saturday.
1: Yeah, honestly I was I was pretty happy with the passing game all things considered um that interception wasn't great but you know Tanner's good for honestly let's be honest Tanner's good for that you know at least once every other game if not putting one opportunity out there that maybe gets missed at least once a game so it's you know that's kind of almost like it
0: is what it is Plus, Um, again great play I mean if there isn't an all-american back there making that play that ball is probably on the ground and we're just running it back and doing something else, so it wasn't a good throw in the sense that it was behind his receiver and could get bounced and all these other things. But it wasn't as if you know he threw the ball to Northwestern.
1: Yeah, hundred percent. This wasn't one of those didn't see the linebacker and just gave it to him on a platter kind of situations. Like there was a a still a play to be made by the receiver and you know a Herculean effort from the Northwestern secondary to turn that into a, a turnover. Um, honestly, it was, uh, I, I had to watch the game, uh, delayed. I didn't get to watch it live. So for me, it was a fast forward on the, uh, YouTube TV DVR situation. And it was, you know, click ahead, success, success. I mean, there really wasn't a lot of, uh, disappointment or frustration for me. Just some scratching of the head and a little bit of, oh, we missed an opportunity there. Which I think when you're playing a bad team is really the 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 bare minimum you want to see like that's if that's where you're at that's you you walk away with a win and a okay move on to the next and there's worse places to be
0: yeah like losing to bowling green oh god let's just not go back to that it is it is the reason <laughs> incidentally then losing to bowling green will be the reason should uh, they not be ranked and incidentally i don't care but if they're not ranked, they are not being ranked entirely due to that Bowling Green loss at this point because they sit atop the Big 10 West by themselves, a division that is full of bad teams. They go next week to play Illinois, yes, Fighting Birds. That's correct. Not a good not a good football team. So This is very much, continues to be, and I think it's important for these kinds of games, certainly as a fan and what was enjoyable about it, is that Minnesota controls its own destiny. It doesn't need any help from anyone else as long as it just keeps winning. And in order to not need any help from anyone, you need to beat the teams that you are much better than. Minnesota is much better than Northwestern, and frankly, they are much better than Illinois. So you should expect a similar kind of performance on Saturday, and I'm sure internal to the University of Minnesota locker room, they'll be all like, you know, we're 0-0 in the Illinois week. But this is kind of, I think, the expectation you should have, which is, all right, this team sucks. In this case, Northwestern next week, Illinois, not a very good football team. They did beat the World Conquerors, Nebraska, Cornhuskers. So, you know, who knows, right? The Because it is not a good football team, Minnesota should put out a game plan to kind of walk in, stomp on, the fighting I get on the throats, do all of our various cliches for that uh, and have a similar performance, but it's certainly not something that you should complain very hard about when they go out and do that as they did against Northwestern. Here's
1: to that. Here's to just choking the life out of Bert slowly and methodically and moving on with another victory. That's I think a wonderful thing to look forward to. Um, Another wonderful thing to look forward to is another edition of the Sky U podcast uh, coming next week, where we'll get into a preview of Illinois, talk about what we laughed about. There was a lot to laugh about this weekend, so I'm looking forward to getting into that conversation. Uh, But stay tuned for that. In the meantime, go Gophers. Sky U Ma, row the boat.